16 past 7 and uh, we're going to a story. It's a story that's been covered many a time with uh, regards to how we look at the environment and uh, the, na- the, the, the narrative around the invasive borer beetle. But what's interesting is that the city of Cape Town is going to host a talk to help residents identify trees that may be contaminated and how to deal with it. So uh, to tell us a bit more about it to, so that we understand the borer beetle, but we do really like this idea a lot. Prof. Francois Roots is a faculty member at the Faculty of Agri-Sciences at Stellenbosch University. Prof. Roots, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you, Michelle. So I must say, I really like this idea of like citizen science, um, which is really essentially what you're doing. I mean, if you're going to host talks to help residents identify trees, essentially you're going to have to break it down so that I understand it, so that I can look at a tree and go, okay, it is pockmarked or it has this, and um, I'm going to understand it. Yeah, so um, I think the role of citizen science is uh, really also helping us to find out um, the spread of the beetle and where it is. Um, it's essentially just more eyes on the ground. Um, and I think the, the whole reason for this uh, this presentation from the city of Cape Town um, is to get more and more people aware of the problem um, and also to, to teach people what to look out for. Um, and the symptoms on every single tree differs, so it's not really easy um, when you spot something wrong with a tree to be sure what it is. Um, so I think a part of the, the, the solution is to first identify which trees are in danger. Yeah. So, so Prof, let's um, talk about it. You know, when someone says to me, okay, um, a polyphagus shot hole borer, I'm like, oh, okay, neither here nor there. But what is that borer? And um, why is it so critical that we do engage with it and find out where it is the impact it's having on our environments? Okay, so the um, subtle boar beetle is originally from Southeast Asia, so China, Vietnam, those areas, um, and spread around the world. Um, it's also present now in Israel, California, um, and since last year also um, starting up in Australia. Um, and it tends to invade urban areas first in these countries. So you'll see it in street trees, um, and it is an extremely wide, uh, wide host range. Um, and it's capable of killing quite a lot of species in these these invaded urban habitats. Um, but our research has also shown that in South Africa, um, it's starting to move into some of our production landscapes as well. Some of the fruit trees are starting to be impacted, um, but also into our uh, native forest, our natural forest. Um, and of course, when trees start dying, you lose much more than just those trees. It's the carbon that they sequestrate. It's, it's the value they add to houses. Um, and a whole bunch of other things, they biodiversity value, and you start to lose this. So, so Prof, you mentioned that they, they mostly found or, or originally found in urban areas. Why would that be? Well, it's, you can think of them as like the miniature cockroaches of the world. So they <laughs> tend to, to associate with, with humans, and where we go, if we're not very careful, um, they hide away in, in wood. Yeah. Uh, wooden products, also in plants, so they move around with us, and most of the time, um, not intentionally. So basically, you're saying that it's the Parktown prawn of borers in trees. <laughs> yeah, it's more like a rat or a cockroach, so sort of an annoyance that's around um, in, in our plants. 
So let's talk about how you will be. Um, in fact, I need to go to a break. But when we come back from the break, what I'd like to talk about is how you will be working with people and demonstrating what they need to look for, what they need to identify with regards to this. But let's go to the break first. The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. 722, you are with the JSB Hazard. I'm Michelle Constant. Of course, making up the team, we had Deneo on the news. We've got Zelma on the decks, and we've got Indosh and Tabi Singh making sure that all the production stuff takes place and is on track. We're talking about the economic and also the impact of Polyphagus shot hole borer. What is that? Well, it's a bug. It's like the Parktown prawn of bugs, which are having a huge impact on the urban trees around the country. Well, now the city of Cape Town is about to have a series of conversations, a talk to help residents identify trees that may be contaminated. Prof Roots, how do we identify? What are we looking for when we look at a tree? And I suppose the question on top of that is once you find it, what happens? Yeah, so that is always a difficult question to answer, or the second question. So in terms of just finding it, the, the insect in a tree or symptoms on a tree. So usually if you know a tree fairly well, a species of a tree fairly well, and um, know what they would react to in terms of damage. So if you scratch on a fig tree, you'll see milk coming out of the, the sap, or the, the sap milk coming out of the tree. Um, and you see that for the different tree species, they react differently. But in terms of what we're looking for when we monitor in urban areas, we usually focus on two or three tree species, which are um, the box elder trees, the English oak trees, and then the London plane trees. So these trees are really big favorites of these people. They, they tend to, to go for them first and, and kill them off first. Um, and on them, you can usually see sort of wet spots. So as the beetle drills a hole into the tree, you'll see this little wet spot um, around a minute little hole. The hole is only about a millimeter in diameter. Um, and this this wetness that you see on the tree is basically the tree bleeding, producing all kinds of, of um, toxins uh, and things to try and seal that wound. Wow. So, that, so that's the, the first sign, but um, later on, within a year, if you're a box elder tree, or within three years, if you're an English oak tree, you'll actually start seeing branches die back yeah. um, and things like that. So, so what do you do? What, I mean, say somebody comes up to you or contacts you and says, listen, the whole row of trees in my neighborhood are, are bleeding, so to speak. What mm. would you then be able to do? I mean, do you have to chop them down? Is it possible to, to halt the spread of them? So, so um, the biggest sort of um, weapon we have in our arsenal to try and stop the spread or slow the spread is actually to remove trees in which these beetles are breeding. So not all trees are in danger, um, and not all trees will die, uh, will die, but some species are really susceptible, and once the beetle is in there, there's almost no way of getting it out. Um, and that's been proven by a lot of studies from California, Israel, also our own studies in South Africa. Yeah. So if, if the beetle is in, you can delay the death of the tree with a year or two at most. Okay. Um, so once the beetles are in there and they're starting to breed, that tree is becoming a source of beetles that will infest neighboring trees. Yeah. So when there's lots of beetles in this tree, the recommendation is always to remove it so you can remove those millions and millions of beetles out of that population. 
I mean, the terrible thing is, and I think we might have it in our neighborhood, if I remember correctly, at some point. The terrible thing is that um, if you have a certain type of tree which is really susceptible to it, you could lose all the trees in your neighborhood. That's right, yeah. So one of the problems that that we're encountering now is that um, over the years we tend to plant the same things in the cities, the same tree species. We only have like three or four main ones in some cities. And because of that lack of diversity that we've planted in the past, if one tree is susceptible to a new pest like this one, um, then pretty much all the trees are susceptible to that. If it doesn't get stopped, what, what could the impact be overall to the country? Well, we've worked with some economists, um, this was last year, and tried to estimate what could happen in South Africa. Um, and the, the costs are actually astronomical. So we worked on only about 20 to 25% of trees in the urban cities that would die, um, and some impacts on natural forest and a little bit on, on forestry and also on, on food production. Um, and we came to, or sort of the, the models came to a, a, a value of, over 200 billion rand in the next 10 years. Um, that is if we do nothing. So that's the cost of removing these trees, um, what we lose in terms of the carbon sequestration um, and heat and those sort of things that, that trees help with. Yeah. So that doesn't even include the replacement of these trees. Yeah. You know, I mean, in closing, I'm thinking about that. And, I mean, there's, there's as you say, there's a whole lot of economic um, loss that one could uh, experience. But thinking about you in Stellenbosch, thinking about Joburg as it is considered to be a forested city, the impact, for example, on tourism and, and domestic tourism and tour- international tourism could be massive as well. Yeah, so um, we are the students working on sort of just predicting what's happening in certain towns, so like Somerset West and, yeah. uh, and Stellenbosch is using um, satellite data. Um, and in Stellenbosch in particular, um, where the beetle is now confirmed in quite a lot of places, it's yeah. actually killed the first um, box elder trees and the very first oak tree there. Um, and in Stellenbosch in particular, we estimate about 50 to 20,000 trees of these really big oak trees yeah. um, that will have to be removed at some stage. Yeah. Um, and just, just that is a huge cost. And a lot of these are, are um, high-value trees, very old tourist attractions. Yeah. Prof, uh, in closing, if people do f- want to find out more about it, um, where are these talks going to take place? Have they already taken place? What's the deal if people want to know more? Yeah, so um, I, I'm not in contact with the city of Kerton. Um, as of last week, I, um, they, uh, or we haven't been in contact since last week. Um, so I'm not sure exactly about the dates, but I do know that it's sort of a continuous um, effort that will yeah. be made. Um, we've done the same in, in Somerset West. So every now and again, uh, just look at the papers, look at the websites. Um, the Invasive Species Unit of the city of Cape Town um, on their website you would yeah. find some information on these, these presentations and also links to more information um, from around the world if you okay. want to know more. Fantastic. Prof. Francois Roots is a faculty member of the Faculty of Agri-Sciences at Stellenbosch University.